0: Welcome to the Whole Food Vegan Podcast.
1: Exciting vegan food, no crap, no agenda.
0: Helping you enjoy a wonderfully varied, tasty, easy to prepare and nutritious whole food plant-based diet.
1: Simple tip, easy recipes and helpful hints on how to get more enticing vegan meals into your diet. Usually recorded after a bottle of Merlot on a Friday night.
0: So what we thought we would do this time is to do a podcast focused around Christmas and we're going to look at a few different areas we're going to look at communication
1: yeah and we're going to look at how you can make it easy for people who you're staying with perhaps or if you you're someone who's got vegans coming to stay with you for the first time no idea what to do give you some advice yep
0: yeah, we're going to look at main meals
1: All sorts of things, I mean, stuff that we've covered before, so desserts, alcohol, all sorts of stuff like that, but just kind of condense it all into how it might affect you at Christmas. And also a little bit about how you can communicate better with people, really just to sort of explain to them, you know, things like cross-contamination, they just wouldn't really normally understand that. So just a whole load of different stuff that we're going to talk about today.
0: Yep, buffets, staying out and eating out, and if you're watching on the videos, you will be able to see to our right hand side you can see kind of what we're going to talk about which gives you sort of a structure to each of the videos and the podcasts sorry that way <laughs> yeah to the, to, i know i know it's, all, it's the first time we're using video on here almost like left or right yeah. it's all strange yeah uh, but yeah it should be to our right as you are looking at the screen so let's get cracking let's look at communication and mm-hmm. i think This was, this was about being honest with our communication with people that we possibly are going to have a meal with and letting them know that actually the bulk of what they eat is vegan if a bit of thought goes into the way well, not it's if you've cooked got
1: turkey or goose no
0: but but if you look at the, yeah but the the all the stuff that goes around that it's only the turkey or the goose mm. potentially that isn't vegan all of the extra bits or all, all of the veg Get can be made dishes. vegan yeah. but what people have a tendency to do is is cook things in things like goose fat mm. which would instantly render the the stuffing the roast potatoes not vegan so if you can have a communication with someone and say could you not use goose fat and then we can all join in and share the bulk of the same meal
1: yeah i mean it's really not that difficult we've said this all the way along if you just put a little bit of thought into it it can actually be really easy so things like you know when you're pre-prepping the vegetables just make sure that you've got all the veg prepped and you're not just you know you're going to just chuck it all in the pan with the goose or the turkey whatever just making sure that you're going to actually have enough saucepans to cook things enough dishes enough serving spoons as well because that's another thing that happens is people run out of serving implements and people start stabbing it with their own fork and you know if you're eating with a load of meat eaters or vegetarians and you don't want that or you can't have that for whatever reason things like that are really things that you can communicate about beforehand so it's really about you know giving plenty of notice, giving plenty of suggestions if people ask for them, just to make it easier for the person who's cooking and even just get in there and cook yourself, you know, just offer to do some of it, just to say, well, I'll do some of the veg or I'll make the mashed potato, you know.
0: Well, that that's another one. It's mashed potato is, is to perhaps not use butter, Mm. dairy, butter, and dairy milk, and to substitute it. And no one would know. Mm. Uh, The same with bread sauce. So bread sauce classically would be made with a bit of butter in it, but primarily milk. Mm. That can be substituted with a soy milk. And again, no one would know. Making gravy, very often people will take the scrapings out of the bottom bottom of the the pan of the chicken or the goose, turkey, whatever they've cooked, and drip that into the gravy, ask them not to do that. Yeah, and make sure that the gravy granules—if you use granules—are made of, are vegan. So there's it's some slight adjustments to the way people cook, and if you make people aware, they don't have to do separate roast potatoes, a separate bread sauce, a mm. separate gravy, and then you're sharing a Christmas meal. You're sharing it together, yeah. and it's just a few things that you can have separately and they can have separately.
1: Yeah, and things like pigs in blankets, you know, traditional Christmas things that you wouldn't perhaps have at any other time of year. We've had a brilliant recipe that we can't find now, but it's a really good recipe for pigs in blankets, which is basically using mini sausages that you can either buy or make and wrap them in carrot bacon. So that sounds a bit random, but you basically have very thin strips, mandolin strips of carrot, and you marinate it in a kind of smoky, bacony type marinade that you've made up with soy sauce, maple syrup, liquid smoke, paprika, that kind of thing. Just leave it in there to soak and then you can wrap it around your sausages, cocktail stick, hold it all together and cook them really, really nice. And you know, a bit different and maybe sometimes it's good to be a bit different, that's the other thing is if you're having that conversation with people that you're going to be eating with, you're going to get all those questions, it always happens, you know, how are you going to manage without having bacon and you know, how are you going to get enough protein, look at last week's episode. So it's worth having those kind of things ready in your head just to go, Well, you know, this is this is a good idea. Why don't we all do this and do a bit for the environment? Or why don't you just try one meal and just see if you can actually, you know, necessarily even notice the differences? I'm sure some people won't. So, like we're saying, if your veggies cook separately, nothing is cross contaminated, then you're probably not even gonna notice that much.
0: No. No, and so moving, as we're talking about the main meal, one of the nicest dishes we've ever had is a Bosch Mushroom Wellington, Oh yeah, and I'll post a link to that, I originally saw this as one of the Bosch when they first started out, when they were making videos, and how how they got spotted and noticed, so Bosch do an incredible Mushroom Wellington that that we've made, It, it does take a bit of time, it is a... It, it just takes a bit of time yeah, but it, it's it's a fabulously delicious recipe. it's so good and it's what's good about it is that it's a it's a center piece on the table as well. it looks really good it's like a little bit of a party piece so yeah that that's that's and, a real good and one
1: like we said when we've made it before, you know you can cut corners you can buy ready made pastry that's yeah. vegan that's quite easy things like that you know it doesn't have to be a major a major thing or if you know if you're really stuck just get someone to nip to the supermarket and get some vegan sausages or just get, even what we've done quite often is get a block of tofu and just roast the tofu in a marinade in the oven. It's really easy, tastes delicious and of course... You good.
0: could make a, a Wellington out of the tofu. You could get some vegan pastry, mm-hmm. which is commonly available, yep. wrap the tofu or marinate the tofu first, wrap it in pastry. And again, you've got something that, that not only tastes really good, but it's actually a centrepiece as well. Mm-hmm. And I bet you would get... People that have in turkey say, hey, I really would like to uh, try some of your yeah. mushroom wellington. And the answer is no.
1: <laughs> and things like where we've said before about making dauphinoise potatoes and things like that, you know, that is a centerpiece in itself. Or you could make you know, things like the supermarkets at the moment are getting all their vegan Christmas ranges in and I'm always looking and seeing what they're doing. Things like a festive wreath made out of puff pastry with sort of sausage meat made out of, you know, minced vegetables and minced nuts and cooked in a nice sauce in the middle. Really, really decorative, really nice. You know, it's not that you have to have a poor substitute. There's always some really nice vegan food out there. So yeah, my advice is go and have a look around the supermarket, see what you can copy and have a
0: amazing. and nut roasts so we've we've put recipes on our website before and i'll link to them in the show notes to for nut roasts or even i know it's not whole food which is primarily what we're about but there are some really good dried nut roasts that we've bought and had yep. before all
1: you need to do is add water exactly
0: okay. and so if you're going to someone else's house for christmas dinner even just taking one of those they're not They're not mega expensive and they are, as you say, hot water, chuck it in the oven for a half hour, 40 Mm. minutes, whatever it is, and they are really good.
1: But you can make all those things yourself, you know, you can make them and take them to someone's house and say, you know, I want to make it easy for you, I've brought some things that I've already made that might help out, and you can eat it cold, it's really nice cold the next day for Boxing Day dinner.
0: Oh yeah, Boxing Day dinner, Mm, one of my (laughs) favourites.
1: So, apart from Did, kind of things like stuffing, which you can get quite easily, you know, there there tend to be a lot of the things at the table are going to be vegan. Probably the exceptions are the pigs in blankets and the bread sauce, which we've already talked about, and the gravy. So, even if you just turn up with some of those things, you know, you, you're halfway there.
0: And have the, com- the communication beforehand so that they're not pre-roasting yeah. everything in goose fat before you turn up. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I think it's worth talking about cross-contamination because it's something that a lot of people don't even think about. So, for example, if you've got, say you've got a separate load of potatoes that the host has done separately for you, and then people will kind of eat them with tools that they've used in their own dish or, you know, in another dish that's...
0: Or they serve up a load of turkey and then you put it into the potatoes.
1: Yeah, so it's things like that, you know, making people aware. Things like, I don't know... If you need a, mul- a milk substitute, ask them have they got soy milk or, you know, rice milk or whatever? Can I bring that to make it easy for you? But it's one of those things that people stir the spoon of the coffee with the milk in and then stir yours with, you know, just like,
0: mm. oh, thanks. But I, th- I think that again comes back to communication and just letting people know please don't mix, please don't mix the spoons mm. or the serving.
1: Yeah. So it can be, it can be made easy. So definitely it's not that difficult. So if you've got somebody coming for dinner who's vegan, you know, don't panic. Ask them to help you, and they'll be probably more than willing to give you some advice, or even to bring some of the stuff with them.
0: Wonderful. So, desserts—we anything our main meal. Yeah. yeah, desserts.
1: Big part of Christmas.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of the suggestions you made was aquafabre chocolate mousse, so which easy. is. So lovely. Mm.
1: And you don't always want a massive dessert at Christmas. I mean, you do. So
0: just explain what aquafaba is.
1: So for those that don't know, aquafaba is the juice that you get out of chickpeas that have been basically canned in water and you just drain the chickpeas and usually people throw away the aquafaba, which is the juice that's left. And it's, from any bean you can use it, but it's best from chickpeas and it's basically whippable. So you can whip it and mix it with things. So you can make chocolate mousse, you can make it into meringues because it whips
0: I'm not it. sure you could whip it by hand. Could no, you you have do to need a, a machine. machine. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: But it, it does thicken and it becomes this really nice sort of meringue type thing mm. as well, which you can bake just like ordinary meringues and people wouldn't know the difference. So really good for things like, you know, baked Alaska. Things like also chocolate puddings and syrup sponge, you know, I've got some amazing recipes for syrup sponge and things like that that you can make. And of course, you know, if you want to make Christmas pudding and all those kind of things and just veganize it, you can. Personally, I don't do Christmas pudding and currants and raisins just don't like them but chocolate cake chocolate yule log definitely that's a big one on my list and again all the supermarkets this year are making them because they know that there's more vegans out there and people are doing it so you don't have to buy a supermarket version you might want to just to make life easy but you can certainly make all those things yourself.
0: And cheesecakes made with vegan spreadable cheese. Mm. Again, really easy yep. things that you can take.
1: Yeah, yeah, really simple. I mean, you can, to be fair, now buy a lot of these things and have them mail ordered to you as well. So if you're really running short on time and you don't want to carry it, perhaps you've got to use public transport or you just haven't got enough facilities to carry it. So if you can order those things and have them sent to people's houses, which is a bit bonkers, but it is possible.
0: So are you telling me then that vegans don't have to have fruit salad?
1: Oh, my God. Please don't get me started on that. <laughs> no. And cheese and biscuits is another one, you know, coming to that. Cheese and biscuits, of course, you can make loads of vegan cheese, and we've told you some of these recipes. You can also buy cheese boards now that are vegan. So you can do a mail order from La Fomagerie, we talked about before. Mm-hmm. But even your local supermarket will have a selection of cheeses. But it's the biscuits. So we've been caught out a couple of times, haven't we, with buying crackers, um, and they've got honey in. So I don't eat honey and I, I have opened a packet of sort of selection box of biscuits. I've skimmed the back of the label to make sure there's no milk or eggs or anything like that, and got home and realised it's got honey in. Yeah. So the key thing about that for me is honey isn't an allergen, so it's not highlighted in bold, whereas milk and eggs are. So when I read a skim label in in a supermarket and I should read the back of it, I, I, I don't look out for honey, which I should do. So that's exactly what's happened to us with crackers and things like that before. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: So alcohol. And we have done a whole episode on alcohol,
1: and it does pop up quite often in this it does podcast. in
0: ours, yeah, it does. But so it's really to be aware if you're having wine around the the, the dinner table at Christmas or perhaps a beer that mm. not all wine and beer is vegan, and beer does seem to be a bit better at labelling as to whether it's it's vegan or not. But because there are no industry standards, some of them label it as vegan some of them are not yeah and the thing that makes beer and, ve- and wine non-vegan is they both use often uh, isinglass finings which is made from the swim bladder or of a, a sturgeon or eggs or, or milk is also used mm. in wine some red wines to clear it mm. so it is worth just checking with wherever you buy the wine from just to make sure 100 percent sure that it is vegan
1: and you know if you're in doubt just contact the manufacturer, look on their website and see. I mean, a lot of the big manufacturers now are labeling it, but also a lot of the smaller manufacturers are realizing there's a real niche industry and labeling it as well. So if you can't see it and it's not obvious, get in touch with them and ask them because the more people that ask, the more they will be aware of it.
0: Yeah. okay
1: so we also have talked a little bit about buffet food but i think it's worth going over that as well because we mentioned boxing day and that tends to be when a lot of people have buffets Mm. or it might be that you've been invited to someone's house for a christmas drink and they've done some nibbles and things so there's always loads of options that you can take for buffet food and for snacks and things like that so very often again you know if you if you're Short on time, or you haven't got time to make it, go to supermarket and have a look. Things like, you know, pakoras and samosas and falafel and hummus, all those kind of things, they're all usually vegan by accident. Things like, you know, perhaps taking, I don't know, taking some really nice bread and some vegan cheese and then things that are really simple, you know, and crisps are generally okay, biscuits, that kind of stuff, but party food like nuts and you know, all sorts of things. You can even make things out of pastry and make little quiches if you want to. Sausage rolls, that's a big one. Again, just make some pastry, roll up some sausages, or if you haven't got any, just grind up some nuts and vegetables and cook it and put it in the middle and roll it up and cook it like that. Mm -hmm. Things like, you know, roulades and again, nut roasts, all those kind of things, really simple stuff. Just, you know, what you'd normally eat at home, just take to someone's house.
0: Yeah. And make sure everything that you take is clearly labelled and possibly take some extra labels in case the people that you've gone to, if you're visiting, haven't got any labels and then you can label stuff as so that you know
1: not to eat it (laughs) and again going back to cross-contamination it's things like having enough utensils so that people have got a utensil in the dish that they don't need to cross-contaminate it by picking it up with something that they've already picked up a sausage with or you know a slice of meat or something like that just make it really easy for people because most people don't think about it you know what it's like when you had a couple of shandies it's kind of all that stuff goes out the window so make it easy for people who might not understand how important it is because what you don't want to do at a party or something like that is get into a whole conversation about why you're vegan and how awful it is but that's not what i'm at a party for so drink food having a good time that's the kind of party you want definitely so yeah again make it easy the if you're going to take some food just you know make it really clearly labeled make sure there's enough utensils and make sure you know even if there's other people going who've got dietary needs sometimes what you can do is actually cover two bases so say you know your friend is gluten-free and you're vegan just say well i'll bring something vegan and gluten-free and then they can do the same and you'll both end up with two different dishes mm-hmm. so
0: and offer to help shop, offer mm. to be part of the process as well, help people Cause, because non-vegans are used to or often not used to shopping like a vegan does which is looking and reading the labels of absolutely everything you pick up. Mm. So being part of the shopping process and, and just helping out, I think, is a good tip.
1: Yeah, but I think, you know, again, going back to the whole food aspect of it, you're going to get a better nutritional balance if you actually cook the stuff yourself, because very often if you go to a party where there is all prepackaged food, it'll be very processed, probably quite low in nutrients. Yes, you'll get fruit salad and yes, you'll get a bowl of salad and you might get some crudités and some hummus. But if you want actually something that's more nutritionally balanced, you want to make your own pasties or you want to make, you know, something a bit more extravagant, make it and take it. So, you know, you're getting all the nutrients you need. Yeah, that's my advice. Yeah. Okay, so going on to staying at people's houses, we've already mentioned trying to make it easy for hosts. So people can go into a bit of a panic when they think there's a vegan coming to stay. What am I going to do? Again, you know, offer to help, offer to do some shopping, offer to take some stuff. Say, you know, what can I bring that you haven't got? And again, this is where people don't think about things like spread. So they might have, they know you don't take butter, but they might have some loud spread that's got buttermilk in it. Yeah. So do you need to bring some margarine? Do you need to bring some soy milk? Do you need to bring some cashew cream or some coconut cream or something like that? You know, a box of ice cream. There's loads of stuff that you can do that's really helpful and take it and make it easier for both of you
0: and all the other kind of sweet treats that you might want to have biscuits Mm. chocolates oh yeah make sure you take the ones that are you know things like accidentally vegan things Mm. hobnobs bourbon biscuits uh, crisps yeah crisps (laughs) all 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 accidentally vegan Mm.
1: And I think, again, you know, the more people do it and the more it becomes norm, you're not going to get so much of that, oh, why are you vegan? I can't stand all that. That's not what we're doing here. We're not trying to get people to be vegan. We're just eating a vegan diet because it's right for us. And very often people are willing to try stuff and it's a good opportunity to, you know, take extra and encourage people to give it a go. But, yeah. kind of, you know, burst some of those myths about it and stereotypes that people have in their brain about it.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think also we should mention chocolate advent calendars in this bit as well. Okay, yeah. So there's a massive industry at the moment of chocolate advent calendars. I've seen about six different manufacturers out there doing chocolate advent calendars, which is fantastic. So again, it used to be that you couldn't get them, and you know we used to make chocolates for each other at Christmas as well. But you can actually buy a whole load of advent calendars now, and I noticed in the supermarket they're actually doing at the same price as the normal ones. Are they? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's good yeah good no shortage yeah so another thing that might happen is you might go to eat out with friends or family over Christmas and as we've said before there's loads of tips that we can give you on that isn't there
0: Over eating out yeah I mean we we talk about this quite a lot I know this is the whole food vegan podcast but we do go out and we do eat some non-whole foods and I think one of the 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 biggest tip that we can give and this is what we always say is to ring ahead and mm. phone wherever you're going phone in advance yeah and just make sure that they can cope with a vegan diet mm. and, and just ask if you can have a look at the menu online and then question them and say well hang on a minute you've got that but why is that not vegan or why is that not vegan or could you make this vegan if we are, if you know, with a bit of notice, please. Mm.
1: And I think also it depends whether you've got a cook or a chef. So a chef would more than likely be very willing to make something up for you, whereas a cook is probably just going to cook what's already there and it's going to freak them out if you kind of turn up and go, well, I can't eat anything on the menu. So, again, big chains are really good, but, yeah. We've talked about this in other episodes, so if you haven't already heard, go back and listen again.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So that's pretty much it, isn't it?
0: Well, yeah. And then the last thing that we've got about eating out is it kind of links back into what we were talking about earlier about cross contaminating. So as an example, we went out for dinner last night. Six of us went out where there was two vegans, one gluten free and three other meat eaters. Mm -hmm. So, and, and we were sharing food. And it's one of the, what we did was we put a serving spoon in that individual dish and just said to people please don't mix that up that that serving spoon that we've put with that dish is only to be used for serving that dish Mm. and then everyone is happy the vegans know that it's not contaminated the gluten-free know it's not contaminated Mm.
1: and we did have a lot of communication with the restaurant as well we did made sure so which is as we always do yeah we always do you have to be quite vocal sometimes and just remind different people but yeah it was absolutely delicious and we had Mm. a few glasses of wine as well we did never a bad thing on a friday night Saturday night, even okay. So one thing we haven't talked about is what we did last week. So we went to Vegfest, didn't we?
0: We did. Vegfest was is brilliant. We went just before lockdown, and I don't even know if they've had them since then. Or no, had them again. No. So Vegfest is held at Kensington Olympia, and really big show. I don't know how many stalls were there. Loads. I don't know what you say 60, 70 Probably, different stalls. Yeah. A lot of sort of environmental awareness and um, sort of holistic health. And a lot of stalls doing things, classic things, sort of like vegan belts, vegan handbags, donuts, shoes. There were all sorts of things and obviously a lot of food. And there were a lot of educational talks looking at vegan businesses, setting Mm. and starting up running vegan businesses, health getting protein getting calcium it was really good and mm. it was 10 pounds was, was it 10
1: pounds for the day but you had buy one get one free so we brought our ticket long and enough in advance that we yeah. could get in one of us free so it cost us 10 pounds to get in for the pair of us and we were there all day and it was really really good another thing which i found really fascinating was that all of the sort of around the outside of the olympia sort of main hall that we were in There were sort of Olympia had its own little takeaway unit. Sandwich stall things. Sandwiches. And they, all of the stuff in there was vegan. So whether that was something that they put on, especially that day, or if it's normally like that as kind of an environmental thing i don't know but it was just fantastic that everywhere you went everything was vegan yeah it was just like liberating to just go there and just be (laughs) able to pick up i can choose any
0: one of these sandwiches
1: yeah we had a lot of food we had uh, what do we have at lunchtime we had vietnamese didn't we no
0: Ethiopia. oh ethiopian yeah that was really nice
1: yeah it was really amazing and uh, we had ice cream and then we had vegan donuts and then we had chocolate and then we had cakes i think and drinks and anything you could think of there was a vegan alternative there marshmallows you know the whole works it was really really good so I really recommend that, mainly because there are so many talks as well. I think they had four different areas where they were doing talks, didn't they? Yeah. All day. You know, there was probably a hundred different talks, all sorts of stuff, everything from running a vegan podcast to... Vegan um, rugby players. Yeah. Met the vegan vegan rugby bodybuilders. Player, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just people talking about cooking, so there were demonstrations, all sorts of stuff. So if you're new to this or you want to know more, definitely recommend going to that.
0: Everywhere. Yeah, definitely. hmm
1: So next time, what are we going to talk about?
0: We are going to look at something that we both love and is brilliant going into the winter, which is using a slow cooker. Mm,
1: I love my slow cooker. So you've got a massive family size one, haven't you? Yeah. Mine's a tiny one. Well, no, it's a massive
0: family size one, but it's usually enough for one. But my version of one.
1: That's not how it's supposed to work. (laughs) It's supposed to keep half of it for the next day. Oh,
0: okay. Is that how? Oh, well, that is it.
1: But slow cookers, when people think slow cookers, they just think, oh, it's just chilli or curry. But actually, you can do a lot with slow cooker. You can make soups in it. You can make desserts in it. You can make all sorts of stuff.
0: Cakes, brownies. Yeah, I make jack potato
1: quite a lot in slow cooker. That's really good because it's quite low on energy use. So, yeah, so that's the subject next week or next time we do the podcast. It might not be next week. It's got a bit of a hectic week coming up. But yeah, so if you've got any questions, we're going to be hanging Stay around tuned. a little bit and answering questions on Instagram. So thanks okay. for joining us today and see you next time. Bye. Cheers.
0: Thank you for listening. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, please remember to rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. If you'd like to be featured on the show or to send us any comments, please email behealthy at govegan.online. See you soon.